You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. From the ultimate Seminole sports source comes another original live content production. Stretch Talk with Devontae Love-Taylor. You bring the live rounds, he'll bring the pancakes. And now, number 58 in your programs, but number one in your hearts, here's the man of the next half hour, Devontae Love-Taylor. Two claps into Ric Flair, Devontae. <laughs> Let's go, man. It's Miami week. How you feeling, man? I feel good. I feel good. I'm excited. All right, man. This is... Uh, you know, we've got you're, you're the one guy on this team, the starting lineup that's actually beat Miami. We've got you live here on a Q and A on on YouTube. So I hope everybody's excited to to ask the questions for you, man. Uh, Coach Norvell said today on Monday during his press conference, there's a buzz in the building. Do do things feel different in the facility right now as this game looms on Saturday at three thirty? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's I can't describe it. You know, it's just like one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it's crazy to be a part of. You know, you've been seeing this rivalry gone since I was a little kid and it's it's a it's great to be a part of it do you remember I mean, are there any members that stand out in your head watching this game as a kid um probably the uh the the Jalen Ramsey play not as a kid but I was like a, right. like mid-teens yeah. Jalen Ramsey play and the uh the Marcus Walker block kick yeah block at the rock was a good yeah. one Block an yeah. extra point. They thought they won. They thought they were going <laughs> to win that game. They didn't. They lost. It was amazing. I don't. I lost track. And that was our sixth win in a row over those guys. So, um, do you remember what? How did you celebrate when FIU, your former institution, beat Miami? What was that game like for you guys? I mean, that was just a crazy game. You know, overall with uh, Coach Davis going back playing those guys. Um, you know, we played them the year before, uh, and and they killed us. We played them at the Hard Rock. And they, they beat us because we weren't really used to that type of crowd. You know, playing in Conference USA, you don't get to. So we came out that game and we were just like starstruck by how many people were there. But uh, we played them at Marlins Park. You know, we just went out. We we uh, caught them early with a screen pass to slow down the pass rush. And then that just changed the game. In, that, in those moments, like, so was it as easy as just that first play kind of made you guys believe? I mean, I know. You guys believe, I'm sure, going into the game, but when something like that happens, how much momentum does it does it give you in a – I know it's maybe not a rivalry game per se, but obviously you guys are neighbors. You're in the same city, so I'm sure there was a lot of juice going to that game for you guys. Yeah, it was it was a, like, intense game, but, you know, they didn't really play well. I think they threw, like, four or five picks that day, to be honest. So they kind of just – they kind of helped us in that, and we just executed on it. 
All right, well, let's begin with some of the questions here. Uh, Devontae, again, thanks for taking time out here. This is Trench Hog with Devontae Love Taylor. Hit that thumbs up button, folks. Uh, we certainly would appreciate it. Uh, taking your questions from the Travel Council on Warchant.com as well as here's YouTube. And we got some ones that came over via email the old-fashioned way. We got Rex uh, down there in Delray. My people, Delray is a good town. Uh, says, your roommate, Brady Scott, got to play the whole game. Looked like he did well. How has he handled uh, being a utility guy? I mean, he handles it well. You know, Brady's always ready to go at any position. Brady can play all five, and whenever he gets his chance, he makes the most of it, and he's always ready to go. Do you coach him up at home? Like how? I mean, it, it's not uh, an easy task, right? I mean, it's it's not easy to kind of get thrust into action here and there, and then you're always on different spots of the line. I mean, what do you think is able to? What contributes to him being able to? I guess you know roll with the punches in that sort of fashion. You know, Brady's played a lot of football, and he's just always prepared. You know, he prepares well throughout the week, practices hard throughout the week, and whenever his number gets called, he's ready. Uh, is he there right now? Can you hear us? Can you hear us right now? I don't. He... I don't think so. I'm not sure. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> Um, Jordan Newton over here on YouTube asked, what do you think it'll take for you guys to come away with the win? I think we'll just have to execute our game plan uh, and play um, stake-free football. Turnover battle, you got to win that one then? Yeah, you got to win that, take care of the ball, no penalties. Um, pretty much the keys to the game are just on the ball, uh, execute, and do your 111. How was Sunday? How was yesterday sort of walk through uh, – in terms of spirit, I guess, uh, your guys' mindset, do you feel going into that one? I mean, you know, after we have our walkthrough after meeting. So once you finish the meetings, you know, you forget about the previous day and you got to start focusing on the next week. So we are all in high spirits. You know, we wanted to go out and execute what we had to do in walkthrough. Devin Farrell, uh, thanks for the question, Devin. Uh, and I forgot who I popped up on the screen, but uh, Jordan, thank you for your question as well. Uh, Devin asks, who on the Miami defense is a playmaker or a guy that you have to kind of keep an eye on? Um, I think the whole defense, they play they play tough. They're physical. Um, the interior D-linemen, 1, 96, 91, 81, they're all good players. They're ends, uh, I believe, 12. Uh, number 11 is a good player. 53 is a good player. They're, they're good players all around. You know, we're going to have to come play hard and play physical. Uh, you're not one to disagree with the coaches. Uh Coach Dillingham said on Monday's press conference, he thinks that Miami's probably the second most talented defense you guys will face just behind Clemson. Or I guess maybe just in terms of this conference. Uh, does it seem like that? Yeah, they're very talented. You know, they they don't have many, like, you know, some defenses there's where you can turn on film and you can find their weak spot and you can say, okay, we're going to attack this this week. They're not one of those defenses. Do they play a little bit more aggressive than the average bear? Like, do, do they bring a lot of pressure or are they pretty um, clear cut? They have some like they have some broad third down packages and you know they kind of switch it up every week, but they are they are physical defense and they fly to the ball. Thanks again for the question, Devin. Um, let's see here. Scott Chastine, do the coaches talk about how this is a big recruiting game, just like Notre Dame? Uh no, they don't really bring up recruiting to us, but they do let us know like this is a rivalry game and these are games that we need to win. What's going on? Are they guys doing some home improvement projects? Uh, I believe so. I don't know what Bryson has going on. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, are you gonna are you gonna be involved with hosting any of these recruits? I mean, this is a big recruiting weekend. Does does your guys' responsibility change as players off the field and having to kind of uh, show some guys around campus and stuff? Um, usually they have the guys that uh aren't either traveling, or aren't playing as much, uh, handle the recruits during weekends like this. You know, because they want us to focus on the game. That's pretty cool. They're like, all right, I mean, you guys are important. I know you're a five-star. 
Uh, but we got to win this game. So you're going to talk to this guy and say we don't want to shift our focus away. Um, let's see here. This is old Wes in the villages. Uh, you need to share with the staff and players the secret sauce to beating Miami. I think you're the only one who can say he's been on the winning side. Um, and you, they had, and that was Manny was the coach there. So, yeah, I mean, is there anything you can offer the coaching staff from a game that was, you know, two years ago? No, they know what they're doing. You know, they they got here for a reason, and I think they have a good game plan for us. Um, let's see here. Carol asks, and thanks for the question, Wes. Uh, do you think playing Miami at Doak gives you a greater advantage? Um, I do. You know, we have the best fans in the country, and I think they're going to be able to uh, swing some momentum for us on Saturday. Family coming up for this one? Oh, always. Any extra additional ticket requests for this one? Uh, you get them every week, but, you know, this week's a hard one, so I don't think I'm going to get any extras. It's your last home game, man. It's like your last <laughs> collegiate home game. Is that, that, is that is it surreal? What does that feel like? Does it yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, I feel like, you know, I got my first start in, like, October 2017, and I feel like that was yesterday. Yeah. You know, and it, the time has gone by fast, and to be honest, I never thought I'd be playing at Florida State or getting a chance to play in this rivalry game or anything like that. So it's just a blessing all around, and it's just it, I'm so happy to be here. We're happy that you're here, man, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Eric Angel up in Cincinnati knows that losing is obviously not a fun feeling. How do you react after a loss? Um, how are the guys that were not able to play Saturday, how are they feeling? Um, you know, usually you can't dwell on it too much because you do have to get ready for the next week. You know, you want to go back and learn from your mistakes. And I can't really speak on anybody else, how they're feeling, but I feel pretty good. <laughs> It's important. He's, he looks like he's all right, everybody, right? But uh, crazy, though, man. Like, you know, last year, obviously, with COVID, and this year, you know, you guys get hit with a flu. Apparently, I think Florida had a problem with it as well. Um, vitamin C, everybody. Drink your orange yeah. juice. <laughs> Sponsored by the Florida Citrus Growers Association. Uh, it's Big Steve-O, Stephen Williams. Hope you guys recovered from the flu outbreak. I know anyone is a good win, but what do you think a win this week would do to the program? You know, I think it would be big for the program, you know, especially um, like moving forward, you know, with recruiting in the state of Florida and especially with the support from our fans. You know, it could do a lot. Can you I mean, can you put yourself back in those shoes? I know you're getting recruited by you know other programs that might not have as nationally sort of spotlighted rivalry games. But do you think games like this really matter to a kid that's in high school that maybe be, it's choosing between these two schools? Can one game kind of change? Uh, the way a 17, 18-year-old guy looks at a at a, at a football program and, and going to college? I do, especially if uh, the kids are coming to the games. You know, it's one thing if you're just watching it on TV, but if you're a 17 or 18-year-old kid and you're choosing and you come and see a game in Doak and that doesn't make you want to come here, then I don't, I don't know what will. Do they mingle? Like, are they allowed to mingle in the locker room before a game? Or, like, do – do they do a good – like, are the recruits kind of on their own, like, in a different part, like, when you guys are getting ready? I just can't imagine, like, you're getting, like, strapped up and getting ready to go play a game and, like, some kids just kind of walking around. And it's like, oh, oh, no, they're oh. never in the locker room before the game. Okay. At least when we're in there, they're not. Uh, William Flynn asking some personal questions. Did you lose any weight last week? Um, Not a whole lot. I lost, like, three or four pounds. Nothing crazy. But I lose probably three or four pounds a week and then gain it back and then lose it again. How do you gain it back? With post-game meal? Yeah, post-game meal, just eating good. Oh, very nice. Let's see here. Uh, back to the 
fans, back to Doak, uh, Scott Chastine, uh, your view as a player, how much does it mean to have a full house at Doak? Does it provide more motivation? You know, playing offense, it's it doesn't really affect you as much as you would think because it's uh, the fans are more quiet when you're on offense. But, you know, defensively, it means a lot. You know, I think um, in the, the previous game, there were two false start penalties just based on the crowd noise. So it, it, it means a lot. Uh, let's hop over to Warchant.com, the ultimate seminal sports search with that promo code Warchant30 uh, for a 30 free day trial, folks. And then um, maybe ask for a full subscription for your Christmas present. Uh, we'll go over there and it's Conway T4811. Hey, Devontae, I'm just curious about trash talking on the field between players. Also, how do the refs manage it? I know trash talk happens, but it's crazy sometimes with name calling, or is it pretty generic? Also, are there certain things that cross the line for the refs? There's not really as much trash talk as you would think. You know, at the end of the day, we're all out there competing. We all have the same goal. And even if you are talking trash in the middle of plays, it doesn't, like, carry over to after the games or anything like that. You know, at the end of the game, it's always mutual respect between people competing. So there's not really much trash talk that goes on. Like, Do you, all, do you go out of your way to, like, make sure – like you dap up and like talk to defensive linemen after you've played them. Cause it's weird. Like you'll see certain players talk to certain uh, opposition players and like, all right, well that makes sense. They went to the same high school or like they were from the same area, but like, how does it work for you after a game? Are you just like, all right, let me go listen to the alma mater and I want to go hit the showers. Or do you try to like seek out the person you just played against and talk to them? Yeah. I usually find a couple people that I went against throughout the game and just wish them luck throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, just normal stuff. I don't know. Derek Neal, uh, thanks for the question, Conway T, 4811, I think it was. What's your favorite music track to listen to while you're working out? Um, Probably Rod Wave or Future, all clean music, of course. Uh, I don't condone it, listening to any profanity. But um, probably the Purple Rain album by Future. I've been listening to that since I was in high school. That's like my go-to. And it's about an hour long, so I just put it on from start to finish. What about Phil Collins in the air tonight? Does that ever Does that ever pop up? That does not pop up on my playlist. NFL countdown, whatever they do for NFL games, they did this whole big story about all these talking to all these NFL players about Phil Collins in the air tonight, how they all have been like listening to since they were in college. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, it's always on a playlist. Like everywhere I've been, it's always as soon as you come in the locker room after warmups, it's been the first song. Even at my last school, it was the first song. Even if it's a noon game, you still feel it yeah. in the air tonight. Yeah. Still feel in the air tonight. Uh, Carol asks, uh, who does this team overall think it's their biggest rival, Miami or Florida? Um, I don't think we can choose one. You know, uh, one of the main jobs of coming to Florida State is to beat Miami and Florida, so you can't really pick one. How about Maurice? Like, is there anything extra on the line for a guy like Maurice who's from Miami? Um, I don't know. I haven't really talked to him too much about it. You know, they they went to high school with a lot of those guys. They know a lot of them, so I'm sure there is. Uh, we turn back. Thank you for the question, uh, Carol. We turn back to an emailer here. Uh, it comes from Elizabeth. When you beat Miami for the second time in your career on Saturday, what meal will you celebrate with? It's a 3.30 game. So probably like Chick-fil-A or Wingstop or something. I don't know because, you know, college town will be busy. It's hard to go find somewhere to sit down and eat. So Are probably something quick. Are you even going to want to sit down, though? Like, aren't you just going to be, like, totally energized after you beat Miami? <laughs> right? Um, Steve-O wants you to ask me how much I love Florida. Yeah, I, uh, like, Florida just – it's 
I get it, man. Like, I know, I mean, maybe you, maybe there is one that you don't like more than the other, but you got to be diplomatic. Um, yeah, I want you to beat everybody on the roster, on the schedule. But, man, if you guys can win the last game of the season, maybe not the last game. If you guys win out, maybe we'll go to a bowl game. That'd be awesome. If you can win the last one in November, I would certainly appreciate it. They're the worst. For I mean, Miami fans, you guys are no, y'all are no gems either, but Florida fans are just a special, special place in my hated heart. Um, let's see here. Let me see. You know, Jordan's asking the tough questions now. Some people may not feel the same. However, I feel we have wide receivers that can make plays. Um, what has prevented them from maybe showing out in games, in your opinion? I don't know, are you really able to see anything? I mean, I know you're dropping back to pass pro. No, I usually just focus on, you know, what my group and I have to do. You know, I don't really focus too much on other positions. I think they're competing well, and I think they're working hard every single day. Do you see a guy like – I mean, Keyshawn, though, kind of – I feel like he kind of has to stand out. He seems so passionate and and so much of a leader. Is he a guy that even like an offensive lineman can see trying to lead by example? Oh yeah, for sure. Keyshawn, especially when, when I was doing my rehab, because he got, he, he got injured the year before I did. And I mean, he's still in there today doing rehab from an injury. He suffered two years ago and he doesn't have to, you know, he's always working hard. He's always in the, um, in the, in, in there getting treatment. He's always running extra routes after practice. You know, he's just a workhorse. It's what he does. Uh, folks, again, we're live here on YouTube at that thumbs up button. We certainly would appreciate it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. It's all uh, underneath Devonte there on your screen. Um, let's see here. Uh, William, by the way, says he's got you. He'll pick up the tab on some wings. You guys will talk business and he'll just write off his NIL benefit. So I appreciate that. What's been the second coolest NIL thing besides us? Or like, do you guys, are you, you know, we in the media fans had this sort of concern, this worry, the guys are going to start, you know, cause in the, in the real world, man, like we don't really know what people that we work with, how much money they make. And when you do find out how much people make uh, in your, in your office, sometimes things get a little bit sideways There's some jealousy or some ego getting involved. Like, do you guys talk at all about these things? We were, we were afraid, like, oh, you know, this player's going to make all this money and this one's not going to get it. They're going to feel all – their feelings going to be hurt. Do you guys really talk at all about what you're able to, to manage and get done with this NIL stuff? We do a little bit, but I think it depends on the relationships you have with your teammates. You know, there's no animosity on our team. You know, when you see guys get NIL deals, you know, you're happy for them because you want to see them profit off their hard work because you see how hard they work and stuff every day. And, you know, if there's – something you can do to help out your teammate there's we do it all the time you know we had the uh opening the the july 1st date when we did the alehouse uh autograph signing you know that was a big that was a big deal um scott chastine is back here um obviously our record's not what we want as fans but thank you to all the players for the effort and never quit attitude appreciate it hope to see you do i have a question just wants to wish you well it's Scott. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, back to NIL. Did Amari has Amari walked away from Barstool after Dave Portnoy talked bad about you after the Clemson game? Like, do we got any, you know anybody get your back on that one? No, no, I don't think they're gonna walk away from that one. Come on, Amari. Come on, Amari. Team player, man. Um, Stephen Williams, Big Stevo asks, as an offensive lineman, what is the hardest defensive move to block? Um, it depends on the situation and the player, you know. If I'm a slow-footed guy, I'm going to struggle more against speed. But if I'm, like, not really a heavier guy, I'm a lighter guy, I'm going to struggle more against the bull rush. You know, 
I think I've probably asked you this before, but you know, Mike Tyson's got the whole thing where everyone's got a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Like you can watch on film and see that guy, you know, likes to do a swim move or like a rip or something. And you can watch the film. How much of it in the heat of the moment, there's like 75,000 people screaming. You're looking at the play clock, making sure you guys are getting everything off. I mean, you're making sure your splits are good. How much of it is everything really just instinct? How much of it is stuff that you're being coached and taught to key in on and, and you're able to execute in terms of a game? You know, that's what comes with playing at this level. You know, you have to lock in and, and revert back to your training. You know, we train all off season for those situations, you know, and those situations might only come two or three times a game. You know, I may practice for an hour on third and long pass sets and only getting third and long two or three times. And playing guard, there'll be times where I'm uncovered, so I may not even have a one-on-one battle. Taking more questions here on YouTube as well as uh, Warchant.com. Everybody, it is a trench talk with Devontae Love Taylor. Uh, we hop back over to Warchant.com, the ultimate seminal sports source. It's NullFan82. Uh, Devontae, can you describe our typical blocking strategy? Is it zone blocking or more of a gap scheme? And we have everything and you know if you watch the games you know you can see we do a lot of a lot of gaps games and a lot of zones it just depends on the situation and what we need at that time coach Gillingham mentioned that i guess at some point in the game you you guys went to playing wider splits uh, like can you kind of maybe talk about the strategy behind that and, and what that allows you guys to do and, and what sort of success you found running that yeah so that just created like uh wider running lanes for the backs and it, it made it harder for the defense to really, like, bring, like, eternal pressure. Because if they just bring it, that'll leave the middle of the field wide open just for RPOs and stuff like that. Everything hinges on the RPOs. Thanks for the question, uh, NullFan82. Uh, as we wind things down here on uh, Trench Talk with Devontae Love Terrell, I think we might have another one on email. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Terry. Uh, Terry asks uh, if, but I'm going to say when, uh, you play on Sunday night football or Monday night football. Who are you going to rep in introductions? FSU, <laughs> your high school. Who's going to? Be? Uh, I'll probably I'll find a way to get creative. I'm sure I'll find a way if they let me. But you know I can't leave the last school out in the dark. But you know I got to show love to Florida State. Yeah. Oh, I think it's Russell Wilson. You know, started at NC State and then he finished off in in Wisconsin. The Wolf Pack, the Badgers. And I think he's like you know Russell Wilson. Pack of Badgers. Yeah, I'll find something creative. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I I know it's weird. You know, coaches will never say specifically like, hey, you know, Devontae, like we we liked what we saw from him at FIU. They'll say, you know, he did well at his previous institution. We hear players also kind of talk about my last school. Like no one will ever really say that school by name. Uh, But like you there, I mean, I would assume like there's, you got to have a little bit of an affinity, I would think for, for FIU and the place where you started off at, right? Oh, yeah, I got so much love for FIU, you know, everything I experienced there, you know, I learned and it molded me into the player I am today, you know, without learning what I learned at FIU, I wouldn't have been able to get here. And, you know, I got nothing but love for all the coaches that are still there, for everybody that coached me there. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to put yourself in a better situation. Well, here we are, man. Uh, (laughs) This is the sort of situation that – Kind of grow up dreaming about, man. Playing in a game against Miami, it's you guys are going to be probably about as evenly matched with uh, another team that's lining up against you as anybody else that you've played this season. So uh, we're excited, man. We can't wait to see how uh, how it plays out Saturday. We definitely feel very optimistic, man. A large part of that is because of uh, 
your play, Devontae. So thanks, man. We're uh, we're good, man. We're going to let you go. Good effort out of you tonight, man. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate it. He's Devontae Love-Taylor. It's been Trench Talk here on WarChant TV. Again, if you could hit that thumbs up on the way out, we certainly would appreciate it. Again, Devontae and his teammates will be practicing around 9 in the morning, which means they'll be up at like 6 in the morning. Uh, Wake Up WarChant will be there waiting for you folks. Semmel Headlines goes from 1 to 3 o'clock, and we'll have live updates from practice uh, starting around 9.30 or so over on WarChant.com. So do uh, stay connected with us. For Devontae, I'm Aslan. Thank you so much for watching this edition of Trench Talk.